What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast, y'all. We have a good conversation happening today. I wish we were already recording when I got Saz on the phone because she is already dropping truth bombs. I have Saz from the podcast, The Good Life. Um, man, I'm so excited to have you on our podcast. Oh my gosh, baby, how are you? How's my baby, honey? Oh, your baby is so good. I'm just glad you haven't eaten her yet. Um, that's why I'm craving she can't her. Get you, too named close. Her, you, you named her honey. Do you understand? Like, I literally think that she is just a glob of honey. I want to eat her sweetness. Just ugh. every time I see that baby, I'm like, give me that baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. And your kids are the cutest. So you have plenty of sweetness up in your house for sure. But. <laughs> My hands are full, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, Saz, we have a great conversation ahead of us. But before we get to all that, I have to ask you the question of the World That's Good podcast. So, Saz, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, right there in the hot seat. Um, I love this advice that I got right when I started creating this whole um, influencer career before influencer was even a thing. I had started a beauty blog and I just remember I had seen, um, it was online and it wasn't a specific famous figure or person. It might've even been a Facebook status, but it said, never compromise who you are for what mm. you want to be. Wow. And I really liked that because during that time and in my life, I was just really trying to figure out, well, who am I and what do I want to be? And so yeah. to know that you do not have to compromise who you are for your dreams and your goals and your aspirations, I just thought, dude, that's going to stick with me forever. And it really wow. has. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. Okay, let's talk about this for a little bit because you said you started this whole thing before it was really a thing. Well, now it has become a thing. And so many people listening are probably starting to start their, uh, trying to start their um, Instagram or their blog or their podcast or whatever account they're on, their YouTube channel, their whatever. I mean, that that is a thing. A lot of people want to be influencers and it's a great job to have, honestly. Um, but it's a hard job. I think a lot of people think it's an easy thing. You know, you just get lucky. Yeah. You just end up famous. You end up viral. And I don't know many people that that's the case for, honestly. Um, most people really work very hard to get to that point. And so tell me about that journey for you. What did that look like, starting it and where you're at now? Oh, dang, sister, how much time we got? You guys got some coffee, some tea, some popcorn? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Once upon a time, there was a young girl <laughs> who was about 19 years old, um, and I started um, really dreaming, sort of, like, what is it that I want to want to do in my life? I feel like that's around the age, right? We've, like, graduated right. high school, and we're, like, in our early stages of college and figuring out what's the career path of our choice. And so I really started dreaming up of, you know, what was that career? What would that look like for me? And so at the time, I really loved storytelling. I loved how media and news gave us this ability to just connect with an audience. And being from, you know, Texas, I was going to school in a small town, Denton, Texas. And um, I just remember feeling really inspired by just this ability of being able to connect. Now, granted, at the time, social media and all of this stuff was there. It was slowly on the rise, but it was not necessarily a thing like today where it's just a part of everybody's life, everybody's business, et cetera, et cetera. So I remember in college when I was studying radio TV film, I thought, okay, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do journalism. I'm going to study specifically television, news, media, all of that. And then when I graduate, I'm going out to LA. I'm going <laughs> to just really give this thing my all. And while I was doing all of this at the same time, 
personally and behind the scenes, I was also learning and discovering who I was. Mm -hmm. I um, was going through sort of like my early midlife crisis and identity crisis, uh, if you will. And I was really lost. I was Mm -hmm. really confused. I was just trying to figure out my life on a personal and a professional level. And I felt a lot of weight, a lot of pressure, and like I needed to find answers now. And I think that's kind of what happens for me when I look back, you know, obviously living a life at that time, I did not know God. I did not have a relationship with Jesus. It was all, it all came on me. It was Mm -hmm. all on my plate, my shoulders, everything. The strength that I had was coming from me, myself, and I, and I just burned out really quickly Mm -hmm. and, you know, went through a hard breakup. And at that time I thought, well, I can at least focus on my career and let me just go really hard on my career. That's what I thought was the healing. It was like, okay, when wow. you when one thing doesn't work out, like this relationship I had put so much thought and energy into, then I need to go to the other way. Like I want to do TV news, broadcasting. Let me just chase that 110% and then mm. I'll eventually forget about this mess. I didn't even understand where you begin when it comes to healing and all of that. I was just like, let me go to the next thing. Let me stay busy rebound, so so to speak. And so I rebounded into the career mode, school mode, graduated. And I, I quickly felt like, you know, I'm not content. I, I feel like this isn't enough. I was always feeling like, okay, I need to chase the next thing. Hmm. Um, and so it was actually when I was backtracking a little bit, um, when I was in college, um, when I met my husband now, Stevie, and we were both studying radio TV film. And I was just so drawn to his ability to light up a room, I thought, oh, he's definitely going to be like famous on TV. Do probably <laughs> like sports broadcast. I mean, he's just got, he's got the it factor. And I remember looking at this confidence, right, that this other person had, and I thought, I need that. I need mm-hmm. that. And it's because I also thought I have to have that if I'm wow. going to be lights, camera, action, TV, news, reporting, interviewing celebrities potentially. I thought I need to be more confident. Hmm. And I thought that it was something that I could easily just watch somebody who had it and thought, oh, I can try to learn how to be that or emulate that or figure out what's the the tips and the tricks to be that. But really, Hmm. it was an internal transformation that Hmm. my body, my spirit, my soul needed to go through. And so it was in college when I found Jesus, I got radically saved in my dreams, um, and I'm, I'm literally diving deep into this because it's a huge part Uh-oh. of the career that I ended up uh- choosing. Um, and I just remembered, you know, praying and asking God. I had just really reached rock bottom. And then I saw Stevie, who was just someone who exuded this confidence. And I said, I want that. And the more that I got to know him, he was talking about this Jesus guy. And I <laughs> thought, well, how can I get to know him? I want to sign up for that. And I was never wow. afraid to ask those questions, you know, sometimes as new or people who don't believe, right, in what you believe, it's like you get very hesitant, right, about even sharing what you believe, sharing the love of Christ. And I remember being hungry, like, I was so hungry for it. Um, and I would just ask you all these questions. And then he just said to mm-hmm. me, he said, um, you know, um, if, if you ask God to, to, to tell you who, who he says he is, he's going to he's gonna tell you that. He'll reveal himself to you. And that's all he told me. And I said, okay, well, what do I got to lose at this point? So I mm-hmm. went home that night and I prayed and I said, hey, God, uh, I probably haven't talked <laughs> to you in a while and not in this way, um, but <laughs> I just want to know if you've been here my whole life. Wow. 
heard some of my cries, my prayers. I was just like, does this even make sense? This is weird. I'm talking to myself in my room right now. And I just was like, just praying, right? For the first real time in my life to God, right? Wow. And it was that night, that night in my dream, I was literally in a church in my dreams. It was like this big room, wow. which was filled with people who were obviously um, uh, believers. And I was in the back of this room and uh, kind of in the midst of a crowd with their with people who had their hands up in the air and they were worshiping Jesus's name. And I remember wow. in this dream feeling like my spirit was coming to life for the mm. first time. I woke up and it was no question about it. I instantly called Stevie, my good friend wow. at the time, who's now my husband. And <laughs> I said, whoa, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, oh what my is gosh. it? And he said, okay, I did not realize God was going to show up that fast is what he's thinking. Wow. But that was, that was the beginning of a journey now that I was going on to um, get to know this, this incredible Jesus, right? That we hear about wow. in history. He's a figure. He's somebody that a lot of people followed and a lot of people hated. And that at this time in my life, I just wanted to get to know who the real Jesus was. I wanted him to come to me. You know, I wanted him to show wow. me and he was right there. He was right there That's the awesome. second I opened my heart. So that I get so radically cool. saved. And then I started really rethinking some things in my life. Um, I started working on a lot of stuff internally that I was tucking away. And then I realized I'm going to LA I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot this whole TV thing and I just was not breaking ground. I just was not it was like I was mm -hmm. definitely a small fish in a very big pond and I felt and I was also a very you know new I was new a new believer in my faith. I by by no means felt like I was equipped spiritually to mm -hmm. combat some of the lies and some of the things that were coming at me. And God was literally there every step of the way. And at times I literally came face to face with the father. And I remember wow. it was um, after six months of grinding it out in LA, my bank account was literally down to zero pretty much. My parents <laughs> were helping me at that point, but they said, girl, you, this is it. You know, you've got to come home. You're not breaking. You're just not, it's breaking through. And I thought it'd be all easy. Right. And, and I just remember right. thinking, Sadie, I was like, um, I've got to figure something out. And then I just remembered feeling like I go to the bathroom and I had this moment in this, in, in my small little bathroom in the apartment. And I just, the lights were off and here I am just crying on the floor of my bathroom hmm. and came face to face with the father. And God literally spoke to me and said, you're going to do the one thing that you have in front of you that at the time I had, but it wasn't anything serious. It was this blog that I had mm. had throughout college. And wow. that's where it was this moment of like obedience. And I did not, the human in me, in my flesh, I did not want to do that. I knew that that path was going to mm. be a little bit longer. It was going to require more effort, more work, um, more prayer, more trust. <laughs> and then there was yeah. this other path where I thought I could literally go to an audition and book a job and then have a great career ahead of me doing TV yeah. journalism. And then it's set. But God had yeah. different plans and I had to surrender to that. And it was when I surrendered, when things in that space started to evolve. And I felt like I was watering this thing that I didn't even know mm -hmm. what it was going to become. And it just kept growing and growing wow. and growing. But like you said, it was never an overnight viral thing, overnight success. 
It was just just like you're growing a flower and it's just bloomed, it's blossomed. There's been seasons where I've had to prune it back and, you know, start over. And Mm -hmm. I just love that this path is not a path that I would have chose, but I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that I ended up doing it because now it is just, as you know, it's an amazing opportunity and it's a blessing that we have the opportunity to step on these platforms and do these types of things like podcasting and Mm. getting to do it for a living. It's just such a blessing and it's so cool. So I'm like, thanks God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is incredible. Like there's so many moments in your story that I want to stop and like shout out and be like, listen to that. Do you hear that people? Do you see that? Because it's just even from the beginning where you said, you know, I thought I was going to be the hero of the story and that it was all going to fall on me and I had to do this and I had to do that and I had to do this. And then you are looking around and you're like, okay, well, maybe it's my career. Maybe it's my personality or maybe it's my this. And then it actually was just, you had to come to the end of yourself and realize I can't do it. I can't muster up the confidence. I can't be creative enough. I can't be this enough. And the thing is, Mm. is I think many of us, you know, try to rely on ourselves to do all these things. And and the world is promoting that message. Live your truth. Do your thing. You do you, boo. All that stuff. Well, the problem (laughs) is you doing you, boo, doesn't take you very far because you, boo, can't find the confidence that only God can give you. And I love that moment for you where you're looking at Stevie and you're like, what is he have that I don't have well on the outside looking at you you're stunning you have so much talent you have so much creativity everybody else would say oh she can do it she has the count she has what it takes mm, but no yeah. one it's only by the power of God that we actually have power that we have true confidence true joy true peace true success That's and so, so I just love that before you started a career that is is based off of you. I mean, it's fashion and it's beauty and stuff like this. It's not rooted in you. You know, it's rooted mm. in Christ. And that's why it's successful. And it's just so cool. I, I love um, that, you know, you had to take the hard route too, that it was a blog and you had to pour in and invest. And I read this quote from you and it says, when God gives you a vision, when he lays something on your heart, see it through. Sometimes following Mm. him looks really, really crazy to everyone else. But when you step out in faith, he will never fail to meet you there. And I thought that was like Mm. such a good quote. And I want to talk to you a little bit about, one, the faith to start something. Because the faith to start something is hard. I mean, starting anything yeah. new takes faith. I know y'all are starting a new uh, product line, SNS, that that takes faith. But then there's this other side of things, and it's actually the willingness to commit to something that also, I think, takes faith. It's one thing to start it. It's another thing to commit to seeing it through. And I think a lot of people sometimes get past the, the initial faith to start, but then they don't have the obedience, if you will, to see it through. So in your life, how have you married the two? Like when you when it came to starting the blog and seeing it through, like you mentioned, I've had rough patches. I've started over. I've done this. I've done that. How did you say like, this is what I'm going to continue to do, even though it looks hard, even though it doesn't look like it's working? Like in those rough moments, how did you decide to stick with what you were doing? Uh, so, so good. And I think that's something that we can all relate, um, relate to, even in our personal lives. You know, you're talking about coming to the end of yourself I feel like I go through that every day, you know, whether it's through motherhood, through my marriage, through this whole evolving online social media world and craze. Um, I constantly feel like I'm having to stop and just first and foremost, like 
get myself in check and realize mm-hmm. like, hold on, like I am not steering the ship. And it's so easy for me mm-hmm. being the type three achiever in your gram, you know, the personality test yeah. that I've taken. I'm like, number one <laughs> is always like the go-getter, the doer, the Monica Geller from friends who just That's like, awesome. go, go, go. And I think God has really taught me that this journey together, him and I going on this path. And then it's a blessing that he's also brought Stevie into this. So it's like, the three of us together, it's truthfully a covenant here in this, in our marriage awesome. and also in this, in this path. I think what God has shown me is like, he's not concerned about the perfection of my heart yeah, and I shouldn't good. be either. Instead, he's looking at the direction. And if I can just focus my sights and my compass, my internal compass on where he wants me to go, then I, I'm not going to end up in dead end alley. And yep. so often I do end up in the dead end when I realize, uh-oh, I just did uh, what I, I just fell into the trap. I fall into these traps. And if I'm not checking myself and if I'm not checking in with God, right, I forget that. And and Mm -hmm. so often I too forget that God, the father, he is literally with me every single day Mm -hmm. and everywhere I go. He's with me in the moments where I felt shame. He's actually with me in those moments when I feel growth or I've committed something that I may look at and say, oh gosh, this is so shameful. He's there in those moments. And then he's there with me at the top of the mountain, right? When we're celebrating our victories. And I think so often it's, we think like, okay, God is up there and I'm down here. I need to do all of the things in which I feel like I need to do to be a good steward and a good daughter of Christ and all of these things. Mm -hmm. But God has really taught me in life and even in my business that you can do all of the things by the book, but Dude, you've got to understand like the relationship with God, it looks like a roller coaster sometimes. And that's okay. It does not have to be this perfect ride and this perfect journey. Like I was saying with the whole striving for this perfection thing. And Mm. so God has just honestly, and this is a good example, is like God has just taught me to like follow him. As much as I'm trying to go sometimes the other way, God is like, it's like a father, right? Literally, yeah. I see Stevie with our daughters sometimes, and they'll try to like drag him to go in one direction. And he's just kind of quietly, just kind of like there, but mm-hmm. they always end up turning around and going, staying close to him, right? They yeah. trust his direction. And I want to be that way with my father, right? In heaven. And so mm-hmm. an example of this was after I had my second daughter, I just felt like, man, I I was in I was in such a good groove. Um, mm. I, I was getting up in the mornings before having a second baby, and I was just like really committed to getting up at six a.m. every day, and structuring out this time with God, and getting in the Word, and having my quiet time. And I would do this all while having you know Teeny, my other little one, and it worked out amazing. I thought, oh my God, this is like the best season of life. <laughs> Anytime I did that, I felt like giving God the first hour of my day. It just made the rest of the day, no matter how it went, a winning day. He Mm. would just somehow provide me with the strength, the time, the grace. And I was like, oh, it's because I put in that hour with him. Right, right. But you know what God said to me when I had Amari and I was struggling with getting into the work? I was like, well, I'm making time to get on Instagram. I was like, I'm literally start picking myself apart. I'm like, I'm just the worst. (laughs) I need to set time aside. I need to go read my word, all this stuff. And God literally said to me, He said, in this season of your life, I don't need you to sit with me. I'm trying to get you to walk with me. And that's what I needed to obey. And I needed to obey that in my personal life as I was navigating motherhood. 
and also in um, in my professional life. And when I said, okay, I guess, and mm-hmm. and I would, you know, just follow where God was taking me. He showed yeah. me so much in that in that uh, obedience. And I sometimes feel like the internet world and social media and our careers, and you'll probably agree, it sometimes feels like that. It feels like you're navigating through this unknown terrain. We don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Some days we show up and we're like, God, what do you even want me to say today? How can I serve this community and do it well, how you would yeah. do it? And sometimes he doesn't respond. And you're just like, uh, and you have to yep. tune into all of those things. And not just feel like you always have to focus on the perfection, on the structure. Yeah. God doesn't need us to structure him into our lives. He needs yeah. to be at the core of our lives and come, like, bring him along yeah. to the good, the bad, the shameful, all of it, you know? Come on. It's so good. You're dropping some whoa, that's good left and right. When you said <laughs> God's not looking at the perfection of our heart, but the direction of our heart. I was like, dang, right? that's so true. I just want to stop for a minute because I love how you hear the voice of the Lord. Like you have these moments where the Lord said something to you and it's just been a pivotal moment in your life. And for those of you listening, if you're like, God's never talked to me, God's never spoken to me. I wish God would talk to me like that. Going back to how your relationship with God even started, it really started from Saz asking the Lord, like, God, have you heard me? Do Are you here with me? And the Lord responds when you begin to ask. And, you know, for me, moments in my life where I feel like the Lord has spoken to me, I haven't heard an audible voice, but it's kind of like what you said. It's like a, wait, what? Like, it's like a, mm-hmm. oh, I just heard you say that. Like, you, you know, mm. it, it's not that you heard it. But you could not convince me that he didn't say it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I heard enough to know that that is exactly what I needed to hear. That's exactly how I need to move. But there was no audible voice. It was just directly to my heart. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. And when it aligns with the word of God and it is spoken in such a way that your spirit leaps, like I think that's how the Lord speaks most of the time. So I just wanted to make that point to those who are listening here like, that's crazy. Did God speak? Does God speak? He speaks in, in his own way when totally. you ask him, when you sit with him, when you walk with him, when you tune your ear to hear what he has to say. Um, so cool. This is such a great talk. So I love how throughout your whole career, like you have grown to such a successful place. Like you have over a million followers on Instagram. Y'all have like over 20 million, however, and probably more than that now downloads on your podcast. I mean, you've succeeded in such a great way. And a lot of people, when they make it like this, I feel like they think, okay, well now I cannot talk about God because that is very unpopular because I will get unfollowed. Mm. And we've talked about this before. We talked about this at a retreat we were on and uh, we have uh, so many of our friends who are struggling with this we've struggled with it at times when it's like you know you're trying to steward a following that you have and you're scared that if you come out too strong with religion or with your faith or about Jesus then people are going to be offended or people are going to unfollow or people aren't even going to give you a a chance and so how have you pressed past some of those fears when it comes to sharing your faith on social media and being afraid that it might hurt your social media platform For sure, Sadie. That's a really good question. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. And I have definitely, um, I've had to pray about that. I'm like, God, I just feel like I am not, for example, I feel like I'm a, a, if you think about somebody who bridges the gap, like bridge the gap, 
mm-hmm. like, I feel like Stevie and I are right in the middle of that gap. A huge part of our community is secular. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's people from all different beliefs and walks of life. Yeah. I don't want to scare them away or make them feel like right. you're not welcome in my house or you can't sit at the table. And then the other side is like, yes, people who are of, of the same faith and that's great too. And I'm just like, God, how do I steward this? How do we, how do we usher this? How do we, um, how do we speak in a way that does give us right that Christ-like aroma, but also it's just from our heart and it's real. And it's just kind of like you can talk about anything and everything because as humans, we go through it all and you can relate on so many different levels. And I just feel like for me, what God has shown me is just the power of understanding, like at the end of the day, I don't care how many followers you have, how many books you've written, how many collaborations you have in the making, or how many brands are watching you. I just have come to a place finally where I know who my provider is. Mm. And sometimes we put Instagram and we put all of these other platforms that provide for our families. Like Mm. these are the things that also help me feed my kids. We, we, we get, there's fear. You literally feel this like crippling fear that you're going to do something wrong or you're going to portray God in a, in a way that is just not real. You just worry. You worry yeah. so much about the unknown. And I'm just like, I can't do that. Like that God, if, if you're doing anything out of love, you can do no wrong. Love mm-hmm. is ultimately what is going to cancel out fear and hate. And so if you step up, whether it's in your workplace, in your home as an influencer, or even mm-hmm. online as an influencer, you can really do no wrong if mm-hmm. you are speaking from a place and a pinpoint that is coming from your heart and from yeah. love. Yeah. And either way, as you know, Sadie, people are going to uh, disagree with what you mm-hmm. believe, and you'll see a forum start to roll out in the comment section. And, and you just sometimes have to give that to God and just pray that, Lord, I can see that a lot of hearts are are hurting out here Mm. and it's just too much for me to carry. And so, you know, use my platform for good and help me continue to do exactly what it is that you are calling me to do. And it's a lot of just constant conversation, I think, with God for us. Um, And there's been a lot of times where we have felt that we have felt cornered um, by something that we believe that is on our heart. Hmm. And that we feel like we know we need to share, like you just like you were talking about when you hear from God, when you get those certain convictions and things that you're just like, I do feel like the Lord wants me to share this. I take a step back and I think, okay, God, well, how? You know, yeah. God likes us to go to him with questions. So I'm like, if right. he's going to be the manager in my career, he's obviously led me to where I am today. <laughs> yeah. Well, then tell me manager. I'm like, <laughs> how should I do this? So it's like, yeah. sometimes you got to sit with, you got to sit with this stuff and you just that's shouldn't good. rush it. Um, and so that's kind of been my way of showing up on these platforms is yep. just being myself and then letting God lead the way on some of the harder topic stuff that I know yep. I should talk about. And I'm just like, Lord, show me how, yeah. like, how do I do it? That's so good. So intentional. And I love how you said it's a lot of constant conversation with God. And a lot of times that I've noticed recently is I ask God these questions like, you know, or or even tell them about these fears I have. Like, God, okay, I want everyone to know that, like, I love them and that they are welcome here, even though we might disagree and even though I might be very strong in my convictions and um, all of those things. And I'm like, God, like, how do I manage that? And a lot of times I feel like God will just say back to me, like, I know how you feel. 
And then I realized, mm-hmm. oh, wow, you went through the same thing. And to think that, like, Jesus in the flesh, who was Jesus, so, like, fully God, fully human, fully love, but also fully truth, he sat with the sinners. Like, he invited the sinners in, and not only did he invite them, but he went to their houses. And I'm like, well, teach me how to do that, you know? And I think yeah. sometimes, like, religion has painted this picture that, you know, if you are uh, a follower of Christ, you are holier than thou. But that's not the picture Jesus painted. The picture Jesus mm. painted was going to the party and sitting with the sinner, you know? Yes, and, girl. But, but, but fully love and fully truth, you know? And so I want to yeah. be like that, where I'm not... I'm I'm not throwing away my convictions. My convictions are still fully strong, but I'm also fully loving like Jesus. And I'm definitely not mm-hmm. holier than thou. I'm your friend because Jesus was mm-hmm. your friend. And he wasn't the Pharisees' friends. He was the sinner's friend. And I just, I love that. And so a lot Powerful. of times the things that we struggle with and we ask God how, or we ask God why, or we say, I'm afraid, the Lord will quickly come back and say, I felt the same way. And then we get to learn from how he, you know, how he did it perfectly, seamlessly. And man, it wasn't always. Isn't that cool? I mean, it it wasn't perfect. And he was persecuted. We have to look at that side too. Not everyone said the table. Not everyone (laughs) sat at the table. Not everyone stayed in the house. He had haters. Not everyone believed. And that's when Jesus said, hey, if the world hates you, it hated me first. There's this empathy in Mm. that too. Um, man, it's such a good conversation because I feel like social media is just so hard to navigate in general yeah. and there's not enough conversations about how to do it well. Um, one thing I love about your social media is how funny you are. Like you and Stevie are <laughs> hilarious. Y'all are nuts. And like, we I feel nuts. that. That's no. a great word. Y'all are are. nuts, (laughs) completely, but look, I feel that way too, and sometimes I feel like, I feel like it's hard to express, like, all your humor on social media, right? You have these little squares, and it's like, how do I let people know who I am in this fullness, because people want to pinpoint you to one thing, like, one time I was, I I was at this acai bowl shop, and it was like Tampa, Florida or something, and this girl looks up from making my bowl, she goes, oh my gosh, are you that religious girl on Instagram? <laughs> and I was like, well, is this what I'm known as? Is this who I am? You know, like what? Why did I get pinpointed as this? <laughs> but it's just like so funny because it's like people would just like think you were this one thing and you're like, actually, I'm a whole human. Well, y'all are like, y'all do such a good job at all the things. You know, y'all are hilarious. Y'all are truthful. Y'all are relatable. Um, is that, if y'all's humor on social media, is that intentional? Like, have you always, you know, portrayed your funny side on social media or was that a shift at some point when you started being like, you know what, I'm going to show more of like the silly side of me and Stevie? We, I mean, girl, we, I mean, we fell in love in college. I mean, you look at him and I was just like cracking up. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And then I've always had this quirky, goofy side, you know, and sometimes I've reserved it or I've held it back or I'm like, this is embarrassing. I shouldn't do this, you know, (laughs) but we've always just been naturally goofy. And I think sometimes we notice that we can get a little heavy because you are like on this wave and you're just like, oh man, God is doing stuff. We got to talk about this on the podcast. We got to, and then we notice like, whoa, we're getting a little too heavy here. We need to relax and take a chill pill. And even when life gets hard, Sometimes, and we literally have a funny story. There's times in our life where the everything is going wrong. Like there's mm. times in the day where I'm like one thing after another. Mm. It's just, you know, one of those days. And we literally <laughs> have looked at each other at times and just, 
busted out laughing in those moments. You know, when you're just so angry or you're just like, what else could possibly happen? We've literally busted out laughing. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of what the good life is. The good life is not a life where hard and difficult doesn't exist. You know, good, in fact, and hard can actually coexist. And I believe that that is part of living a good life. It's not a great life for a reason because good can be great. And Mm. there are um, days where you're just, you just cannot see the good, right? It's like Mm. not every day is good, but there is still good in every day. If we just look up and we look around and we choose to unwrap the gifts and the blessings that are literally right in front of us. And that is something that Stevie and I constantly are, are checking ourselves with. And we're just Mm. like, okay, hold on. Life is, it's, it's, it's not that bad. Let's take a deep breath and let's laugh a little bit. And when we do these funny videos and stuff, it is just, it's our permission, just like it is when you do your dance videos with Christian. I mean, it is just your permission to show also the funny humor side to to life. I mean, God is a, God is a God who's not just like, all right, I know everything and I'm perfect. And you know, I've got emotions as well. I mean, God has a sense of humor, you know, so to be able to share these gifts and qualities that God actually put in us and has given us, why hold hold back? In fact, I think that sometimes can be the key, right? That invites people into your life in a way that feels very relaxed. I've always been somebody who does this weird thing when I'm uncomfortable or I'm awkward, I'll be the first person to like humiliate myself to break the ice in the room or to make somebody else feel comfortable. And so Stevie and I can continue to do these videos. The ultimate purpose and the intention behind it is ultimately to invite people in and to come and sit with sit. Like if our social media platforms are a home, let's invite people in virtually. And it's like, if we can do that through the window of humor, I just feel like that's so relatable to real life. When you meet people for the first time, you're not immediately getting into like the deep stuff. You're always relating on a very human, common thread level about something, whether you're wearing something they like, or it's just a very simple thing. And then that kind of opens up, opens up the heart and and you can let people in on a deeper level. And so you and Christian do such a great job at that too. And when you said that you went to the acai bowl place and she said to you, are you that religious girl? Hey, I get, when I get stopped, it's always like, are you the girl that's always talking about her mustache? <laughs> I'm the hairy Middle Eastern girl. What's up, homie? Yes, the I got five o'clock middle- shadow. You know, oh it's real. Gosh. So we all... We all have that stuff, girl. <laughs> hey, it's just a hairy Middle Eastern girl and a religious girl doing a podcast together. Well, that's hilarious. I love it. That's so good. I love how you just give permission for good and bad to coexist because it's true and it has to. That's life, you know? Like, there are there are good days that have bad things in them. There are bad days that have good moments in them. And mm. this is how it is. And I remember when Christian and I did our first dance video. It's actually a bad day. And Christian came in and he said, like, what do you need, babe? Like, what would make it better? And I said, I need a cookie and I want to dance. That's literally what I said. I was like, I need a cookie and I want to dance. And honestly, it's what the doctor ordered. I made some cookies and Christian agreed to do a dance with me that I promised him I would not post. And then after we did the dance, he said, that's hilarious. You have to post that. And you know what's funny is I I have the same mindset about social media. I'm like, 
I speak a lot in public and a lot of times when I speak, it's on really heavy topics and I don't want to always be the one talking about the super serious stuff because again, that's not, that's not the only thing in life, you know? Um, right. And I feel like when you're just talking about the serious stuff, like people don't have the ears to hear it. If they're like, are you even human? Like, do you even relate, you know? And so I feel yeah. like the more I can be totally human and relatable and a friend to people on Instagram, it opens the door for them to know, like, I'm a friend, I'm family. So when I say something serious, it's from the point of you already knowing I love you. You already knowing what I look like in my good days and my bad days. You already knowing I'm fully flawed and fully human. And I'm saying this seriously because I seriously believe it but that doesn't mean that I'm perfect in doing it and so I do think that Instagram is a way for people to truly know you and so that's why it's so important you don't build your platform on someone that's not you you know that you don't build a fake platform and you are always filtered you're always perfect you're always this you're always that because when you get in person when people see you in real life you know then they're like oh who is who is that and I think you're always hiding I think you know how you talked about that perfection thing I think think sometimes we put that perfection on ourselves and we're always comparing ourselves not to other people but to a version of ourself that we can't reach Mm -hmm. and that's a horrible feeling to feel like um you've created a fake version of yourself that you can never be enough as whenever god actually created you in his image and that's enough so anyways just such a good conversation so we got to shout this out because you and stevie just started sns goods um talk to me about that talk to me about where people can find it and really just like why y'all wanted to start this because y'all do so many things and you do it all well and so why this new project i just love you you're so sweet you know it's it's on the outside it may look like we're doing it well but on the inside we're just such a small team it's him and i pretty much trying to figure this thing out in a world where Today's market is very heavily saturated. And, you know, when you feel like you're being called to do something, it's like this next dimension calling. There's a lot of unknowns and you're just like, "Uh, what do we do? And again, it's like it's a faith driven thing. You have Mm -hmm. everything is you're just like, God, if we're going to do this, you have to lead the way. And so for us, right before the pandemic, we um, God, like once again, spoke to us and both at different times, but literally the same week. It was crazy. But the Lord basically said, you need to sell your house in L.A. And this is after just two years that we had been planted there. We had at the time Teeny, who was about a year. um, And I'm just like, what? We're just now getting comfortable here. And it was in 2019 when the Lord just kept speaking louder and louder, you need to sell your house. And he wasn't telling us why. I was like... Really? God, I wow. mean, can I just get a clue? I mean, yeah. some, I'm about to pack up my whole life. My industry is technically here. It's like, what? So we finally said, all right, let's just put it up on the market and see what happens. It sold in less than a week. And we thought, now what? So wow. we ended up coming back to Texas, which is where we're originally from just for the summer. We thought, if anything, <laughs> you're going to die, by the way. Stevie, his way of God speaking to him was through a tampon box. No, it said he said he was using the restroom and my tampon box was on the toilet thing. And he said, when God told us to sell the house, I saw the word jumbo on the box. And he said, I feel like the Lord is telling us possibly he's just going to give us a jumbo loan and we're going to get this bigger house. No way. He's like, let's just I'm like. I cannot with you. You need to go. You need to go sit down. He was just really hungry and thirsty for, you know, when you're just like, maybe God's saying this. Maybe <laughs> exactly. All we knew 
is we were tucking away, going back to Texas for the summer while still keeping one eye on L.A. and seeing what was going to happen in the market. Doors were not opening. We were not seeing any possible opportunity to come back to L.A. And that's when we decided, let's just go away for the rest of the summer. After three months, we went to Europe in the fall for a month. And God was speaking to us like crazy on this trip. And in short, it was through the number nine, which we sounds bizarre, but we've been praying all summer for the Lord to give us a sign. Where are we going? And every single hotel that we stayed out across Europe, this was in very several, so many different cities. Every single hotel room number was the number nine. Wow. When I looked up the number nine biblically, I said to Steve, I say, well, what if this is God speaking to us through the number nine? And I'm like, well, what do we got to lose? Let's look it up. When we looked it up, it was one of those things like we were, you were saying, when the Lord speaks to you and something hits you, it hit me. And what I had read about the number nine was that it is the number of finality. It's the final judgment. It's right before completion, right? And so wow. it just felt like in that moment, the Lord was saying, hang on, you're almost wow. there, right? Wow. And that's when God spoke to us and we said, we're going to stick this thing out. We go back to Texas. And shortly after that, we, um, Stevie said, we just need to go back to L.A. He said, we should just go back to L.A. And we need to be there on the grounds and really figure out what, what's happening here. And God, all of a sudden, I just started crying. And I was like, what? Why am I crying? It was like Holy Spirit tears. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? And it, I said, I can't go back to L.A. We have to stay here. And it was in that moment where something hit me like, you actually are going to be planted here. And even though it didn't feel 100% right, this is where we're going to be. And we ended up sticking around. We went and looked at one house one night at nine o'clock at night. We looked at it. I'm like pushing the number nine thing. But we, <laughs> we, we looked at this house and it was everything on our prayer list, right? We said, well, let's go look at it and see what we have to lose. We... They didn't even argue with us. They said, oh, you get the house. And we were like, what? Wow. And and it was just, you know, when when God, when God, so, you know, when God is leading the way, doors are going to open quick and they're going to close quick. And that door to Texas opened. And during that time, we did a lot of tucking away deep into our hearts, into our spirit, asking the Lord, what is this next chapter of our lives going to look like? We have these platforms. We have this podcast. We have this amazing community. But what is the message that we truthfully need to pour out and into these in, into people's lives? Hmm. And we took we we tucked away, and um, God was really sharing with us that the problem in the world for Stevie and I that we felt like we were going to be a part of solving is the problem of discontent. Hmm. It's, it's something that him and I have also struggled with, trying to chase the next best thing, wanting more getting to the top of these mountaintop milestone moments, millions of followers and success, and then feeling like, well, now what? Hmm. We've been there. And what God has shown us is that being happy and finding everyday joy, you can find that in the ordinary. And so often we forget that goodness is all around. We just have to stop, love where we are right now, despite the daily challenges, and trust that God is going to take us exactly where we need to go. And that's where the whole Stevie and Cezanne SNS world came wow. about. It is a world where it's our virtual home. It's where we want to encourage people. We want to inspire people. We want to create the most premium mm-hmm. content that is just that we're on fire for, you know, it's that so God good. is putting on our hearts. And then we have this little tiny nook of a gift shop on there that's called mm-hmm. SNS Goods that we have dreams to take to bigger places and, and, and bigger heights. 
but it's all through that line of like loving where you are right now. And I think that's such a powerful, timely message today more than ever. It's like truly finding joy every day, Mm. despite not being where you want to be or how you want to look. And and that is where we want to help fuel and inspire people and pray for people. And that has, that's it. That's what yeah. we're doing. We're cultivating the good life one good day at a time. And we're it's just great. so blessed that God has led us to where we are right now Gosh, that we can so do that good. authentically. That is so <laughs> good. That is such good advice and so timely because I think social media um, kind of eggs this on in our culture that there's always something more and there's always something better and there's always an opportunity around the corner. And in theory, that's not a bad thing to believe. I mean, we serve a God who goes from glory to glory to glory. We serve a God who, you know, can do abundantly more than what you can think of, ask for, dream of, or imagine all these things. But I think we have this problem in our culture because of that. There's always something more. There's always something better that no one's content with where they're at and they're not willing to commit to where they're at. And a lot of times the good and the abundance comes from staying where you're at and committing to something and seeing it through, not from going Mm. here and going there because what you're looking for in abundance is not something that you're going to ultimately find one day. It's something that you can literally obtain right where you're at by who God is and the contentment Mm. of knowing you're right where he has you to be. It's not like waiting in LA or necessarily waiting in Texas or waiting in New York or what it's where God is. So when you are where he is, that's where the abundance is. And so when you're following his lead and you're following his move and I love how you said one way you can know how God's really speaking and kind of spirit check if he's really speaking is if doors start flying open, if opportunities, start, if, if it really just happens, you know, and mm. the Christian, I always pray that if we say, God, I feel like you're moving in this direction. We always say, okay, God, give us green lights all the way. Or give us red lights. We don't want the yellow. Yeah. Like, I don't want the, like, in between. <laughs> I don't want, like, is it this? Like, give me yep. a green or give me a red. If it's green, yeah. we're going. If it's red, we're stopping. And just that obedience in that moment. But I love what y'all are doing. What I love about y'all is, you know, this podcast called The Good Life. A lot of stuff what y'all talk about is the good life. Your life looks like the good life. But you're not just saying, hey, look at me, live the good life. You're bringing people in and welcoming them in on this good life. And not making it a perfect life where everything has to be good and great all the time. But good existing with the reality of life and things that happen. And thank you for just creating that space to be human and to be real in a space where you you walk in your convictions but everyone's welcome to join in and so friend you're awesome you're a huge influence for me I always feel like I get lost in our conversation like I'm just talking to a friend because because I am but truly yeah. I'm like wow a lot of people are going to listen to this but it feels like I'm just encouraged <laughs> today so thank you you're for so being sweet. on the podcast thanks for all that you do just cheering you and Stevie on and your sweet family all the way I love you, Sadie, and everything that you do inspires me. Like, you are beyond your years, and honestly, like, what you're doing for your generation and for so many young girls who step on these platforms day in and day out to be inspired, Mm -hmm. you're not somebody who is just, look at me, look at the things that I have. You just share, like, you are literally laid, you've laid down your life for Christ, and you've done Mm -hmm. it in a way that is so effortless, and I know it's not that easy, but, like, you do it in such an authentic way in a cool way and in a very <laughs> non-traditional sort of Christian box, boxing yourself into a Christian mold kind of a way, you're just really amazing. And it's, it's, it's just, 
no coincidence why you are where you are today. You're a young mm-hmm. mom, but you're a freaking hot, amazing, <laughs> talented you, mama. And I've got to spend one-on-one time with you. And you're just the real deal. You not only talk the talk, but you walk the walk. So thank you for having me on this podcast. This has just been so so fun. And I want to come back. Next time I'll bring Stevie if he behaves. Come back. Hey, I I think we laughed the whole time. But please come (laughs) back. And thank you for what you said. That really means the world. I think we'll have to have you back because everyone's going to love this conversation so much. Well, love you, friend. Love you.